who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Matter of Stats podcast. The fellas all with you. As you can see, myself, Kobe, Billy, gentlemen, how's it going? Happy Taco Tuesday. Had my 37 uh, Del Taco tacos for five bucks. <laughs> I was going to say you spent four four eighty nine and you ate a week's worth of tacos. <laughs> That's right. Billy, how you doing? I'm oh, good, man. The three... Amigos, I guess, as Anthony would say, are back. Yeah, right. It's been a minute, so uh, good to see you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it going. All right, let's uh, let's jump right in. Um, We're an Anthony's we favorite, started. the black, the black and red Laker uh, color. I red. know. Yes, traditional Laker colors, as always, Kobe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going football season right now, so <laughs> proud, proud to rock his Lions nowadays. Yeah, yeah, he's chef. Off yeah. to a good start. They sure are. Um, all right. Before we get started, of course, we like to always remind everybody to please check out the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter and on our YouTube page. All right. Let's jump into some headlines. We got two weeks uh, worth of headlines here, boys. So, uh, you know, bear with me. Try to keep it uh, fun and interesting. Hey, for you, this uh, is kind of minimal. <laughs> two weeks. This would take another half hour. And, and, hey, I, and I cut three of them out. <laughs> and Anthony, why is it that we have two weeks worth of headlines? Well, if you recall, Kobe, mm -hmm. last week we had a very uh, special episode where we got the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Rodney Barnes as he joined the show. And if you haven't seen that episode, make sure you check it out because uh, it was good. Uh, Rodney was fantastic and uh, we had a great time with him and uh, it was really fun, and uh, we were very, very uh, blessed to have him on the show. And because Anthony doesn't know how to add context, Rodney Barnes, by the way, was the uh, executive producer <laughs> and writer for Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. So just so you guys know. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend that one, but uh, I, I did see it. It was great. So I definitely recommend everyone check it out. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right in because I know Kobe's really excited. Um, we'll start with some <laughs> NFL news. Colts uh, running back Jonathan Taylor, who had been on the PUP list, sort of uh, nursing a injury, if you will, but really holding out for a new contract, got that contract, got a three-year, $42 million extension, and returned to the lineup uh, a game or two ago. Uh, also, yeah, I know. I got him on a couple teams, too. It's <laughs> nice to have him back. Um, in uh, some other NFL news, uh, there's been a rash of injuries, of course, over the last few weeks. Uh, some key name players, such as Viking superstar receiver Justin Jefferson, uh, he went on the IR, as well as Dolphins rookie running back uh, Devon Achain, uh, both went on the IR, and uh, Achain was off to a really good start. Uh, I don't know if you've got him in any fantasy leagues, Billy, but yep. I got him 
in Elite Two, and he was killing it before he got hurt. So yeah, some tough, was. some tough breaks there. So they'll miss a few weeks uh, at least. Also, Colts rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson, who was playing pretty well for a couple of games, uh, it sounds like he's going to be out for the season now with a shoulder injury. Uh, it kind of makes sense. You know, obviously the Colts aren't necessarily playing for anything right now, and he's the future of the franchise. But a uh, tough break as he was uh, looking pretty good. Uh, in some basketball news, I got I, I got to say, I actually thought this. I actually thought this was a joke the first time I heard it. But um, it's it's really exciting to hear that Reebok <laughs> is uh, relaunching their basketball line, and uh, Shaq is going to be the president, and Allen Iverson is going to be the vice president. So that's pretty exciting. And um, it, it just broke earlier that uh, they actually are signing Angel Reese, uh, the LSU uh, star, national championship LSU um, basketball team, to an NIL deal. So that's kind of exciting stuff as their first official move uh, yeah, in charge there. Smart move there. Yeah, it was a smart move. Um, as Billy alluded to, his Lions looking good as we got through another couple weeks of the NFL season. Um, not the usual week. I actually had to change the headlines this week because usually I cookie cut it, you know, and just Eagles win, Eagles win. But unfortunately, I had to, <laughs> had to go back and adjust not biased it because, at all. <laughs> uh, you know, because unfortunately, the Eagles uh, suffered their first loss of the year. Uh, Billy's Lions kept rolling as they won again. Uh, the Panthers... Um, the Jags won, of course, um, and the Panthers. Well, you know, what, what can we say, Kobe? We're, we're the we're the new Detroit Lions of the league, apparently. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, and six, right? Oh, and six. Yeah, right, right on par. We're, yeah, hey, at be, least you're consistent. At least you're the laughing, laughing stock of the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, some Olympic news. So, uh, as you guys may or may not know, the Olympics are going to be in Los Angeles in 2028. And they've added a few uh, games back to the Olympic schedule. They added cricket, flag football, which is kind of interesting, uh, baseball slash softball, uh, lacrosse, and squash. So a couple, couple interesting uh, notes there. The baseball, you might see some major league players in the Olympics. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Same with flag. Yeah, yeah that, that'll be really fun to see how that, how that uh, you know, shapes out. What in the hell is squash? <laughs> you got me. It's it's a it's it's a vegetable. A vegetable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um, some NBA news. Uh, this just broke. Also, the Rockets. They're trading guard Kevin Porter Jr. He's dealing with some off the court issues, um, along with two future second round picks to the Thunder. Uh, in exchange for Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Um, so the expectation is that the Rockets are probably going to waive uh, those guys, in particular Oladipo, so he might have some interest uh, you know, on the free agent market. Uh, also, in some boxing news, uh, Kobe, I know you'll definitely have something to say about this. Uh, Showtime is exiting boxing mm. programming after 37 years of covering the sport. So that it kind, of, kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere. Um, you know, maybe there's something more to it, uh, you know, Kobe, that you might be able to shed light on here in a second. But uh, very sad and surprising. Even somebody like me who's not a big boxing fan, I re just recognize and remember 
remember all the years of Showtime boxing, Showtime boxing, and you know, some of the uh, you know the iconic fights that they carried. And um, so, really interesting there. Thirty-seven years and calling it quits. Yeah. And then finally, uh, in some sad news uh, over the last couple of weeks, the NFL lost Hall of Fame linebacker that played for the Bears, Dick Butkus. He passed away a couple of weeks ago. So prayers to his family and the Bears organization. He was uh, one heck of a player and a great ambassador uh, for the game. And sure. uh, those are our headlines, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, dude, what is going on in the NFL with all the injuries? It, it's just insane. It's only week five. And just all the injuries that have been happening, small or big, it's just insane. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen such a stretch in a short period of time to where this many players are injured this early in the season. It's it's nuts. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, hopefully. And some big, some big name guys. Yeah, big name guys. Not just the guys you mentioned. I mean, it's just big name guys everywhere. And, and maybe not big name guys, but key guys to their teams. Um, mm-hmm. Guys that are having stellar years. And, unfortunately, they're getting injuries here and there. And. You know, some coming back sooner than others, some out for the season. Um, the Anthony Richardson thing is is uh, kind of a bummer because he was actually playing good, and I would have liked to see how he would have done, progressed through the season uh, moving yeah, he forward. Was exciting. But he was exciting yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, that it's just crazy to see, but uh, hopefully everyone gets healthy soon. And, uh, you know, so far it's been a fun season. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll yeah, see how no. that goes. I mentioned that like after like week two or three, I'm like, what is up with all the injuries, you know, and Anthony's like, it's football, it's football. Yeah, no, but it's just, it just keeps, it just keeps going and going and going. And it's like, man, what is going on? It's like, you see another alert, like, you know, this guy is going to miss the rest of the season or this guy's due to miss the rest of the season. It's like, what the heck is going on? You know? Yeah, exactly. It's nuts. And, uh, Kobe, I, I, you know, Anthony sent a link or whatever. And I was at work. I kind of, brief through it it said showtime sports mm-hmm. is discontinuing or somewhat after this year now is that just is that all sports or is it just boxing yeah i mean i i am not a showtime uh sports you know expert i don't i don't know that yeah. they have anything more than just bellator mma and boxing mm-hmm. um that was that was kind of what the headline was was that um showtime boxing and uh, Bellator MMA were going to be uh, over with by the end of the year. Um, yeah. You know, not not a surprise to me. Um, you know, I, I follow boxing closely enough to know that, um, you know, uh, there's there's been talks about this for a few months. I mean, I was listening to Chris Mannix pod about a week ago and they were talking a little bit about it. And, you know, it's just it's getting to the point where mm-hmm. they're, they're probably going to have to figure out um, so some other, some other way to go about it is probably going to go the streaming route, like everything else, you know, um, uh, HBO yeah, boxing ended sense. about, yeah, HBO boxing ended about, uh, five years ago. And I remember when that, you know, when, when that went off air, basically you had, you know, Max Kellerman and Roy Jones Jr. And mm-hmm. Jim Lampley getting real emotional on the last broadcast. And, uh, you kind of felt at that time, like, well, then how, how much longer is Showtime going to be around, you know, but you know, you got big players now like DAZN, uh, you know, DAZN's obviously the, the big new player on the block that has all, all this, you know, streaming fights with, uh, Eddie, Eddie Hearn and, and matchbook and all that. Um, and ESPN still has, uh, you know, fights that, they, that yeah. they're, that they're showing and stuff. So, but there, I think their deal mm. is probably coming up soon here too. So, 
Um, you know, like Rodney said last week on the pod, you know, you, you, you never know uh, who's willing to take a chance. You, you still got Amazon out there. Obviously, Apple's out there. Um, there's still, uh, you know, a, a fairly decent fight um, left on Showtime Boxing. That's David Benavidez and um, an Android that's going to come up at the end of the at the end of the year. I think it's in November, um, which could set up a, a big fight between Canelo and the winner of that fight. So there's still one fight left. Um maybe a fight or two, you know, with Showtime, and then everybody will be on new, on a new deal of some sort starting in 2024. So we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of craziness Anthony, there. Anthony, I know you, you like to go into the trade machine. So real quick, you brought up Oladipo. Would you be interested? Um, if he gets bought out, um, sure. I think, the, I mean, the Lakers have an open spot. I've always liked Oladipo. Uh, you know, the question with him is he just hasn't been healthy really in what about four seasons he showed some flashes over the last year and a half you know for miami he had like you know bits and you know little spurts here and there in some of those playoff games where you saw like little flashes of what he used to be but uh, you know it's it's few and far between so kind of there is a little part of me that almost feels like it could be like a like a fool's gold, like an Avery Bradley kind of move, right? Where you remember that he was good for yeah. a bit, but then he got older and hurt and couldn't do the same thing. So uh, I'm a little scared of something like that, but I've always liked Depot. So, you know, he can sh- shoot a little bit. He's decent size. I think he's like six, four. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to take a flyer, cause you got an open spot, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't move, move mountains to get him. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, and hey, that's a perfect segue into our uh, our next topic here, our only topic. Uh, we're going to talk some preseason, <laughs> some preseason basketball here. Um, but yeah, I mean, me me personally, um, you know, I, I wouldn't tinker too much with with what we got going on here. So, uh, with that being said, um, you know, let's talk some preseason basketball. What what have you guys? Uh, what have you felt uh, of our five games? We're two and three uh, with one preseason game left on Thursday against the Suns. Uh, what have you guys liked? What, did, what, you know, what would you like to see improve? Anthony, floor is yours. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I was looking at some stuff earlier today, uh, kind of going back to last preseason and this preseason, just because it feels like this preseason is a lot better than last preseason. At least just it feels like that, right? So I was curious, mm-hmm. so I wanted to – you know, run a few of the numbers and, you know, statistically it's, it's pretty similar. Uh, you know, we won two games, maybe could be three if, if they, you know, if they beat the Suns in the final preseason, uh, you know, dress rehearsal game last year, if you remember the Lakers were one and five in the preseason kind of didn't really take it seriously as much the last couple of years, this season, they feel like they're, you know, at least taking it a little, ser- little, little more seriously than years past. Um, but some of the things that jump out to me, uh, just in comparison to last year, sco- they're scoring about eight more points a game. So that's, I think, a direct sign of you know, the, the talent is better, the roster's deeper. You know, you've got, you've now got you know Ham in his second year. You've got some of these guys now in their second, you know, tour of duty with the with the Lakers. So I think that plays into it. Um, the field goal percentage uh, is a little better. Um, I think that just also ties into it. Um, I, ironically, this kind of surprised me. They actually shot pretty well in the preseason last year in three-point shooting, 39%. This year, 
36%, which both are still really good, but almost makes me nervous because I'm like, oh, man, we're really excited about the way they're shooting the three in the preseason. <laughs> they did yep. this last year, and then the regular season started, and they couldn't hit the side of a barn. So that <laughs> actually makes me a little nervous. But the volume is better. They're, we're, we're making uh, two and a half more per game. So, you know, so that's that's a, a good a good positive sign. Uh, and other than that, it's pretty consistent uh, rebounding steals are up a little bit, which is nice. A couple more steals per game blocks. Six a game is pretty solid. So I think all in all, I've been pleased with what I've seen from the preseason. Um, in, in particular, the you know, the the core group of players have all looked really good, especially on the offensive end. We've we've talked about and posted some stuff on D'Lo. You know he's looked yeah. really good. Uh, you know so far in the preseason, he's averaging about 15 points a game. Uh, you know Reeves has looked really good. You know albeit only in a couple of games, but he's averaging about 17 a game. Uh, and and you know some of the new guys uh, have been a pleasant surprise. Uh, Torian Prince is averaging 11 a game, and you're getting about eight out of Vincent. He's only played in a couple of games. Um, you know, Reddish, uh, Hayes, Christie, you know, all of these guys are contributing. They're all giving you five, six, seven, eight points a game in the preseason. Um, but they, but they look efficient out there. They're all shooting the ball well. Um, so that's something that uh, is is really encouraging. You have uh, D'Lo, Reeves, Ad, Prince, Vando, all shooting above forty five percent from three in the preseason. So that's tremendous. If you can get that kind of production where you with if where the Lakers, if they're going to have, you know, four or five guys on this roster shooting above 40 percent on the season, that's going to be huge. And I've made this point, I think, for like about two and a half years that when Anthony Davis is able to stretch the floor, not that we want him. I know there was that big story about Darvin Ham said he wants him taking six threes a game. And I'm sure <laughs> Kobe, you cringed, <laughs> you cringed at that. Right. And Anthony um, jumped for joy. Not, <laughs> I know it's not, not, you know, I know it's not LeBron, but Hey, give LeBron credit. He, he is shooting terrible from three in the preseason, only 27%, but he's only taking three a game. So I think I think you would be very comfortable with that, Kobe, if he was taking three a game. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd still I, be mad, but yeah. As yeah, but not three, I can live with three feet. a game. Yeah. I as can live not with from, three or four as a game. are not from the logo, I'm cool with it. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> if, I can live. Yeah, if, if LeBron and Anthony Davis are both taking three or four threes a game, I can live with that. But, you know, the thing that I, I thought was so great the year we won the championship was Anthony Davis's ability to stretch the floor. Yeah. You know, he hit the three occasionally hit that, that jumper because it just, it just opened <clears throat> up so many things offensively for everybody else, you know, especially in the paint. So if he can, you know, consistently get back to that. And so far I, I like what I've seen in the preseason because he is hitting that jumper. He is able to make the three point shot at least enough to where you got to respect it. You got to come out, you got to defend him and the Lakers have a lot more size this year. So before, if, if you like last year, if Anthony Davis is out there taking jumpers, then you're just, you got four guards in there doing nothing. 
But now yeah. with the size the Lakers have, if Anthony Davis is taking jumpers, you still have the Woods and the Hayes and the Ruiz and all these guys, you know, down low uh, that can that can get maybe better matchups or one on one post moves or all or even offensive rebounds. So I think all in all, um, I, I like the approach the Lakers have taken to this preseason, not punting on it like in years past. Um, and I've been very encouraged with the offense and the shooting because those are two areas that um, I was concerned about the consistency that this Laker team was going to have on the offensive side of the ball as the season progressed. Ironically, no one was worried about the defense, but the Lakers have given up like, <laughs> like seems like 120 points a night. Yeah, I get yeah. it. It's preseason and we're playing G leaguers <clears throat> in the second half of every game. But but so far, uh, you know, I like what I see. And, you know, like you said, Kobe, we'll see how they play out. Uh, in the final game against Phoenix before they get ready to face uh, Denver uh, next week on opening night. Billy? Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, you just mentioned defense. Uh, I know you were saying, you know, a lot of the, the younger guys and guys that may not make the team have been playing and stuff like that, but um, I, I still think it needs some work from our normal rotation. Uh, I think it's just maybe getting to know each other uh, communication, rotations, um, guys getting used to what Hammond, what Hammond, the coaching staff is trying to do. So um, that still needs some work. I, I've seen, you know, lackluster defense from starters. I've seen lackluster defense from second unit. So uh, you know, like I said, I think a lot of it's miscommunication and uh, just getting used to rotations and how we want to how we want to run things. So um, hopefully that'll get better, which I'm sure it will. Other than that, um, I like everything we're doing. I, I like our depth. I like the lineups we can bring in. We can bring in different lineups, small ball. You know, we can bring in a bunch of big men if we need to. Rebounding, defense, it's all there. So um, I like what we can do. I like, you know, I was uh, lucky enough to go to the Honda Center to watch him play. And uh, Torian Prince, he looked good that night. And, uh, you know, I kind of was iffy about him. Being in the starting lineup, um, I thought he could be the leader on, on the bench squad. But, uh, you know, from what I've seen, he could actually be a starter. So um, I know he he's used to embracing this, that bench role and being the leader of that bench squad. So uh, we'll see what, what Ham decides he wants to do there. I'm sure Prince is going to start some games this year, um, debating on who we're playing and what lineups we're facing. So uh, I, li- I like what we're doing. Like you said, Anthony, I like Davis spreading the floor, going out there, shooting some threes. Um, I'm good with four to five threes a game because that helps spread the floor and stuff like that. So, But I, I'd rather see him inside grabbing boards, blocking shots and stuff like that, posting up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I love it. It's just a lot of guys that normally I know that are normally not watching basketball early in the season. They're excited. They're ready to go. And, uh, you know, this is going to be an exciting season. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Yeah, um, I would uh, I would like to see less LeBron eating on the bench and uh, more playing <laughs> in more games. You know, hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, uh, I saw him with his. Uh, hey, he told you late, up front he was only going to play in three preseason games. So I saw I saw him with his lay juice at the Honda Center. <laughs> yeah, la juice, la juice. No, I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I wasn't too thrilled with that. I mean, the optics to me just. I just don't like the way that looks, you know, that's, that's to me, 
you know, every, everyone knows LeBron is, is all about, he's all about the team, all about making his teammates better. To me, the optics as the leader of this team, I just, I just didn't like the way it looked. Plain yeah, and simple. Go, go in so, the locker room, eat your food, and then come back out and support your team. Don't, yeah. if you're going to, you know, be off, I know it's preseason, but if you're not going to be playing, don't, don't be eating your lunch or dinner on the bench. And, and there's a lot of people out there you can see on social media in the comments like, ah, it's just preseason. Everybody get over it. Everybody get over it. He's LeBron. Let him do what he wants. But well, we you saw even, a standard, right? We, we, we saw even Michael Cooper had some thoughts about it, you know? So, nope. you know, you just, we, we feel a certain way about the game and uh, there's a level of respect there that, you know, we, we know LeBron's not oblivious to that. You know, he respects the game and all that, but I just didn't like the way it looked. That's my opinion. I don't know if anybody's going to agree or not, but that's just the way I feel. But um, no, I mean, I, I like the the spirits that this team is in for sure. You know, um, it's like like I was saying with the whole Oladipo thing. I, I wouldn't really tinker with with this too much. I like what we've seen. Um, I like uh, you know how this team has uh, uh, gelled. How you know they they look like they're having fun out there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously the play of D'Lo, uh, he's having fun out there as well. Uh, it was you know going to be interesting to see how he would come off of. You know, some of the toughest scrutiny that he's probably had in his career, uh, you know, off after last last postseason. And granted, right. it's just the preseason, but to come out and to be knocking down shots in the preseason from deep, you know, and um, still being able to keep this team in good spirits. I think that's a good sign. So I like what he's trying to do on defense, too. He, he came out and yeah. said, I want I want to be more more of a defensive threat, too, as well. So I like what he, he's trying to put in work on defense so he can stay on the floor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he's taking more accountability. You like to see that from from a from a guy like D'Lo, um, you know, humbling himself and stuff like that. So good to see for sure. Um, I mean, I think with the exception of, of you know, Torian Prince's disastrous first game, uh, you know, where he pretty much fouled out and what, what, like 10 minutes or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Everybody's pretty much, uh, you know, fit the bill. And, and uh, you know, Torian Prince himself has easily made that up. So mm-hmm. um and then, you know, you could tell Darvin, too, you know, he looks like he's going to have a, a challenging time managing that fifth roster spot, you know, and, and the media yeah. is really trying to get it out of him. They're really trying to figure out who mm-hmm. that that fifth starter is going to be. He's not giving it up to nobody. Dave McMenamin, Jovan Buha, nobody is getting that information. Um, but I, I think that that's that's more of like, man, because it, it's going to be tough and, and you don't. I don't think you want to really mess with the morale of the team right now either. Everybody looks good. They're feeling good. They're in great spirits. Like I said, um, you throw, you drop a name in there. I mean, obviously it's going to come, but you know, we'll worry about, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. You know, it's, we haven't even gotten to the first game yet of the season. So, um, but I, I think that's a good problem to have, you know, he, he's, mm-hmm. he's got a, a tough decision to make. And, um, you know, like Billy says, probably going to switch up, uh, throughout the season. There's going to be different guys that get, that yeah. get different looks at that spot. But, um, I would say probably the the one thing I, I, I would hope to improve, and Anthony, you know uh, I'm on this stat all the time, and that would be our free throws. Um, there's been a few games here in the preseason where, I mean, the first game of the, of the preseason, we shot 55% from the free throw, 11 of 20. You know, um, most of these games were shooting 60, low 70%. You know, I think there's only one. 69%. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, not, that's that's not great. That's, in five yeah. games. No, that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, we definitely got to clean that up. I, I want to, I want to see us do better from the line there. But other than that, I would say, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pleased with what I've seen. I, 
you know, I'm a proponent of winning no matter what the hell we're playing. Uh, you know, basketball, pickup, uh, tiddlywinks, I don't care. I'm trying to win everything. And um, I know, Anthony, you're saying it's just preseason, but we were we were up 2-1 there for a second, you know, two, two games to one, and uh, would have been nice to maybe – uh, finish the preseason maybe four and two or something but now we gotta hope we win this last game to to just be 500 but again that's just me that's just how i feel uh, i want to win everything so uh yeah that's how it's I mean. funny the last couple of years it was the reverse anthony was like all oh, having a hissy fit over preseason you and i were kind of mellow about it like all right calm down relax whatever now it's the reverse you're like you know, you're more. That just goes to show how excited people are. Well, for this in, season. In, in fairness, though, Anthony just wasn't trying to punt the preseason away, right? You just weren't trying to go zero and six, which you know I get. Right. You well, just, yeah, to just take it seriously, <laughs> win, a, win a game or two, but don't just kick it to the curb and, and and treat it like it's worthless because that is what ends up you know biting you in the, the butt. And I, I think, in fairness, we probably would have won at least one or two of those games if, you know, Ham wouldn't have completely cleared the bench and played. I mean, that game against Milwaukee, you know, the G-Leaguers hung in there. The Bucks had regular rotation guys out there in the fourth quarter. You know, Connington was a starter for them last year, and he played the entire fourth quarter, and he hit the big three that sealed it there at the end. But we had G-Leaguers the whole fourth quarter, and it was what, a four-point game? So Okay, okay. So hold on, hold on, well, Anthony, because you went into what I wanted to get into here. So I want to quickly touch on Giannis's comments the other night, because this this, I, this I know, it's, this irked you a bit, but I, I want to get your thoughts. So Giannis said this after the game with us. He says, I've never seen someone double-teamed on the first play of the game. It was a surprise. It's a preseason game, not a playoff game, not a regular season game, not an in-season tournament game. It's insane. So he was he was clearly upset that, you know, Dame was getting double teamed right out the gate. Um, but but then at the same time, like to your point, you're you're up you're upset because we're playing our third stringers, our G League squad in the second half of games here, and you got the Warriors and you got the Bucks, uh, you know, seemingly playing playing their rotational guys to get the win uh, in, in your eyes, right? So how how are you feeling about all this? Well, I I think I think there it's it's interesting, right? Um I don't have a problem with Giannis's point, but did you actually see the play? It, I wonder if it was almost just in in fun because it was a quick flash as soon as he caught the ball, and then the doubled and and then the flash went away. So it wasn't like a full on press trap. It almost felt like it was kind of like a yeah, like we're gonna throw a quick little double team at Dame, just ha ha, funny funny kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, no big deal so, to Anthony. No big deal. I know. I'm not saying it was it was a joke, but it wasn't like a full on, we're going to press them, you know, every play kind of thing. It was just a, a quick flash. They did it once and that was it. Um, but uh, I mean, I just think that it's, I guess it's all about what you're trying to get out of the preseason. And clearly the Lakers feel very comfortable with our rotation and what we expect out of guys. So that's why the G leaguers are playing the fourth quarter. I mean, some of the guys playing on Sunday aren't even on the team anymore. <laughs> so that just tells yeah. you <laughs> what the guys, the kind of guys that were out there. And part of it is depth. Uh, the Lakers are so deep that, you know, we're playing G leaguers in the fourth quarter because we're that deep. Uh, some of these, you know, teams don't, you know, the Warriors don't really have a super deep bench. So, you know, some of those guys that are playing in the fourth quarter is because they they don't they don't have anybody else. But it is interesting that a guy like Kuminga's played a lot in the preseason. 
fourth quarter overtime. So I don't know if that's by design, like the Warriors feel like he needs to work or, you know, they want to build his confidence or they're unsure of what kind of role he's going to play when the season starts. So they want to see what what he can do or, you know, or if it's just about, uh, you know, boosting morale, because I think the Warriors are undefeated in the preseason, right? Well, guess what? We're not worried about the Warriors. No, I'm just, what they I'm do. just, what they I'm do just is making what they a do. point. Okay? Yeah. I'm just making a point that maybe they maybe they are really trying to win every single preseason game, or maybe it's just that they want to see what they've got in Kuminga because they know that he's probably their what seventh, sixth or seventh best player, right? I mean, he's he's a main part of that rotation. Yeah, I mean, well, he's only he's only been in the league a couple of years, so you can't be surprised if the if the Warriors are going to be. This is exactly what the preseason's for, right? See what you got, and I think in a yeah. in a player that they might be looking to take the next step, they want to leave him out there, you know, as much as possible. But I think at the end of the day, you hit on it, Anthony. You didn't quite go where I I thought you were going to go with it, but yes, I think every every team kind of sees it from their perspective. They're trying different things. I don't think that other teams should you know, feel obligated to play certain players because we put our third stringers in there just because we yeah. put our third stringers doesn't mean, okay, well let's clear our bench and put our everyone's, third stringers. Everyone's going to do trying what to they figure feel out. Best yeah. They're, trying, they're all yeah. trying to figure out their own thing. And, uh, yeah. you know, if, if, uh, we have players that play the first half and then change into their street clothes and have lunch on the or dinner on the bench and not want to play <laughs> the second half that you can't leave, you know, whatever you can't blame yeah, the Warriors or, or the, or the Bucks or anybody else for no, playing I know. who it they want to play. It, it, so. it, just, it feels, a, it feels a little more magnified this preseason, I guess, in my opinion, like in years past, I don't remember it quite that blatant, if you will, where there were multiple teams playing key rotational guys late, late in preseason games. It just it feels like it feels well, a little I, a little more magnified. Well, because and it well, could just be coincidence. Yeah, it could be. But think about it too. Like now you're seeing exhibit ten contracts. You're seeing two way players. You're seeing all these guys that you know all that stuff just started in the last few seasons, right? I think the two way contract started I think 2017, 2018, something like that. So I mean, you're not really. I mean, you're getting a look at a lot of different guys now in the preseasons than than you you would in years past. You know, so that's what I would say. I also kind of like what Ham is doing with that fifth spot, basically saying, I'm not going to announce anything. It might, it could be a, a way of saying, I want everyone to be ready at any given time. So keep all his players ready to go. And mm-hmm. when that time comes, they're ready. They, they prepare and everything like they're going to be that fifth guy or like they're going to play, come off the bench right away or whatever mm-hmm. that may be. They, he wants to keep all his players ready to go for any given moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, you talked about it. Kobe just talked about it. That fifth spot mm-hmm. could be rotational. It mm-hmm. could change based on the matchup, right? Denver's a big team, so maybe you see Vando or Rui out there because Denver starts, you know, two six ten guys at forward, and then yeah. you come against a smaller team like the Warriors. <laughs> maybe then you throw a Torian Prince out there, or you know something like that because you want a little more athleticism. But see, to the flip, to the other side of that coin, how come we can't be the team that sets our lineup and let other people adjust to us? Oh, I, I, I'm with you. I think no, that we yeah, should have that... a set starting five. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying you might see that early on in the season. I think yeah, the first get, 10 or 15 I think you can get games, away with I that. I think, yeah, I think you can get away with that the first couple of weeks, but yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that's a long-term. You can't do me, it all season. No, that's a, to me, that's a recipe for disaster if you do it all season. 
mm-hmm. but you can do it in the beginning to kind of play with a few things. But I think you, I think players want to know their roles. I think they want to know what is, is expected of them. And I think that was part of the tr- trouble the Lakers had the last few seasons is there was a lot of uncertainty is like one minute, some guy, some guy's going to start one night and then he doesn't play the next night. You know, there was yeah. a lot of that. And I think that is problematic. So you're, you're totally right there. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to uh, spoil Denver's ring night and uh, get into it. Oh man, it, you know? I hope so. Definitely. I hope so. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it happens. Ring It'll be nights tricky, get though. spoiled often. We're going to be in yep. Denver, you know, going to be in the altitude. Uh, you know, our favorite, our favorite excuse as Laker fans, altitude. You know, so <laughs> well, no, see, but Den- Denver's, Denver's always been a tough place to play. Not yeah. just the altitude, but they've always, you know, it's always been oh, a, it's always a loud, been. you know, raucous arena. So yeah, uh, it's always been a tough place you know, for the Lakers. You know, they're just places like that. Utah, Denver, that, you know, they're tough to play in. Mount Everest. Yeah, I got you. Mount <laughs> <Everest>. <laughs> hey, come All on. Right, you climb a couple mountains. You, you yeah, know, they're I- tough. I have, man. They're tough. Wrap us up, man. Get us out of here. <laughs> Little anthills. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will wrap up this edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. Of course, we thank you for listening, and we welcome you to please check out the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Check out our IG. Check out our Twitter. Check out our YouTube page. And we'll see you next week. Go Lakers. Peace. Peace. Peace.